Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Look What She Built podcast. I am Jamie Rowe, your host. And today I have Carrie Severson with me today. How are you, Carrie? I'm good. Thank you. Hi, everyone. And where are you calling from in today? Scottsdale, Arizona. Is it hot there? I'm just imagining. I mean, this time, I know, right? This time of year, it's beautiful. Actually, it's like 69, 70 degrees, um, 69 degrees. In the morning, it's like down in the 40s. And we're kind of in the... And a great little space because if we do want snow, we just have to drive like 90 minutes north. Oh, so, so like Flagstaff or yeah. Yeah, Grand Canyon stuff. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to talk about the weather because I feel like my grandma, like, how's the weather there? I'm like, grandma, <laughs> can we talk about you? No, I know, not. everything else. But I'm excited about the topic today because we're talking about how we can impact our audience as an entrepreneur with a book. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are the expert if there's anyone to talk to you about writing a book and you have your book too. So I want to hear more about that, but I'm going to do your intro real quick so people know who you are. So Carrie, she's an author and the chief executive officer of the Unapologetic Voice House, Mm -hmm. a hybrid book publishing business. She has been in the storytelling industry for over 25 years. She started the Unapologetic Voice House in 2019 after spending years pitching literary agents in the hopes of being published traditionally. All her rejection letters from literary agents came down to the same thing. They all loved the work. They all compared the work to well-known authors. But because she didn't have a big enough platform, agents always passed on her. Carrie used that pivot in life and launched a company that could help women just like her, unapologetic in their stories, without massive following. In 2022, she dropped her book, Unapologetically Enough, and is on a mission to elevate women around the world as they start to see themselves as enough. She can be reached, um, and we're going to actually share a little bit more about that today. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I always like to know um, highly successful women, there's always some routine Um, And sometimes that's just being and being in the flow of things, but either at night or in the morning. So is there something that you do that's like your secret sauce that you do at night or in the morning that you'd like to share? Um, I do cold showers both in the morning and at night to like reset my nervous system. So like it's the entry point to the day to kind of wake me up and introduce me to the day. And then it's the reset piece at night to move me. I will literally (laughs) say in the shower, I'm done for the day. Now it's, you know, now it's nighttime. it as a recovering burnout and someone who has experienced burnout several times, it's a nervous system piece for me. In addition to that, though, I like getting up early. I like my alone time. Um, it will include like a meditation or prayer, thoughtfulness, entering the day, closing the day, uh, and usually like an inspirational something or another to get me started. So if I'm if I'm into uh, 
Joe Dispenza or Joyce Myers, or I'll jump over to, you know, something a coach will send me. I usually start my day that way. Oh, that's great. Um, that's a no for me. Um, the shower thing. I've tried it. So my thyroid is not so much in working. Um, it's super, super slow. And so just the idea of jumping in a cold shower, but also being in Arizona, I've been in Arizona where it's like 118 degrees. You're like, Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I know. And sometimes you can't get it cold. Like the water just won't because of the pipes are so hot in the summer, like cold showers just don't happen. But I've read so much. I mean, there's so many benefits to that piece that I just, I do it. And it's like literally 30 seconds when I have to like wash my hair and all that jazz, then it's not usually a cold shower, but 30 seconds, I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds. Anyone can do anything for 30 seconds. I think. Right. Yeah. And studies have shown if you curse while you do it, you actually Mm. can stay in the cold shower longer. So if anyone would like to curse as they're doing it, you could stay in for 30 seconds or more. No, I reserve ice bath to retreats where they have a sauna right afterward, or I can do like some type cold plunge and then something warm in a hot tub. Really fabulous. But uh, there are great benefits to it. That's for sure. Wim Hof. That's all we have to say. The Iceman from Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing person. So this whole idea of a book, mm-hmm. that sounds nice. Everyone's like, what is it? The, the quote, like everyone has at least one good book in them or one yeah. good play. Um, and if it's so great to write a book, to help impact your audience, to share your voice, especially your message, depending on what you're doing as an entrepreneur, why aren't more people doing it then? Uh, I think it's daunting. It's a huge project. Um, there's a time component to it. A lot of people will complain about not being good writers, not knowing what to say. Um, I've heard everything from, I mean, I'm always asked like, how do you stick to it? How do you finish it? Uh, How do you write a good book? That's another thing. You can, everyone can write a book. Writing a good book takes commitment. It takes creativity. Um. And frankly, there are a lot of really crappy books on the market that I wish people would not have written. <laughs> example? Come on, give me an example. Oh, no. Um, you know what? Honestly, I'm not a fan of people who use books as calling cards. If you want to make an impact with a book, you know, and you want to leave somebody with an impression and a legacy, it takes more than a weekend. And I don't buy into the like, come over here and write a book in a weekend kind of thing. Like, I don't know anyone that's actually done that successfully. So what is the average time that you think to really put in the right time and effort to create a good book? When I put good in quotes, but what you would consider a good book? Um, I just finished with a client where we finished in four months, but she is, um, she was a hundred percent dedicated to it. It was like her part-time project she is studying to become a reverend and then writing a book on the same time and that was it like she didn't have um a full-time job and that was pretty fast and it was her second time writing it uh other than that i would say six to nine months is pretty typical i spent eight years writing mine and so (laughs) and it rewrote it four times and the last time i rewrote it i would say i probably did it in less than a year. 
Okay. All right. So it's all across the board, depending on, I think, dedication to it, how much time you have to do it. Um, mm-hmm. If you've rewritten and done it several times, I feel like writing a book and just like anything, I I've written a book. Um, I'm in the process of writing another one and there is some transformation. Yeah. It's almost like a healing process. And I'd love to hear from your book writing for eight years. Like what was the transformation for you specifically? Well, the first thing was the relationship with the book itself. The first three times I wrote it, I wrote it from this very masculine energy, this perspective of like, I have time blocked off. I'm going to sit and write. I know what I'm going to say. And I never let myself sort of veer off. I was very committed to the calendar and creativity is a very fluid thing. And what I realized the last time, and this is probably why the the book I wrote and published is the best thing I've ever written. And I've been writing for a long time. I created a relationship with the book. I looked at myself as its vessel and I took care of myself in the process. And so talk about transformation. It was like (laughs) some days I would sit and I would, I pretended that book was like my best friend and telling me, you know, we're across the table having wine. Tell me what I can do for you to help you come out into the world. And sometimes it was like, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk around the lake and I'm going to let myself cry about this piece. I know I have to write that I'm not ready to write. And then the next day I was ready to write it. Like it's this, there's this um, true friendship, this true coming together that happens between the author and the subject matter that at the start of the project is not nearly as intense or pieced together, married even as it will be during it, as it is at the end. Yeah, it's... um... It's a birthing of totally a project. It's birthing of a baby. I've heard that before. I've birthed the baby and I've also birthed this book, which is very close because it's a, like you said, it's a relationship. It's a partnership mm-hmm. and you're healing along the way because you probably had to um, not tackle. That's not the right to face some of the things that maybe you wouldn't have spent time with has writing the book. Would that be the case? Yep. So there's a saying in the writing world, write from your scars, not from your wounds. And so I'm a big proponent of like, um, energy, law of attraction. When we're creating something from a space of woundedness, what, when we put it out into the world, what we're going to attract is this woundedness. People aren't in the space to hear us because they're, they're in the, they're still in the ache of it. Right. Um, and so I love, I, I, always write from the opposite side of the bridge. I went through this. All my writing is past tense. Let me show you how I did it so that you can do it. When I'm working with people on writing a book, there will be times where I'll feel a hiccup in their, their material. And I'll, I'll say, let's put a pin in this because this does feel a little raw for you still. And I bet by the time we're finished with that, we can come back and flush this out. But if you're writing a very surface level book, about your experience. And I ask you to go deeper into it because the audience, the reader wants to be your friend. They want, they don't, they're not looking for you to be their coach. They're looking for you to be their peer. And if you can't go deep with them, you're going to lose them. If you can't go deep with them, chances are you're not ready to write it. So there's this, um, there is a healing and a transformation that happens, but the majority of that work should have happened before you sit down to write about it. 
Yeah. So I love that you're writing from your scars and not your wounds. Mm -hmm. And also if someone's working with you or um, another writer that they should recognize, Hey, this is like you said, this is a little raw. Let's put a pin on it. I feel like you just went through this yesterday. Let's take a moment. Because I wonder too, like you said, that woman who rewrote her stuff, I wonder how much of were wounds in the first one and then coming around to the second were more of scars. I bet, yep. Um, when I when I finished Unapologetically Enough, I had already gone through the editing process. I was so close to having it laid out and I had a bunch of beta readers read it and they're like, Carrie, this isn't finished. I was engaged in my who's now my husband he didn't even show up in the book and they're like what the heck where is he and I did not want to write our story I was in such resistance to it why because we had I mean we're a COVID couple there was a lot of it was so close I had never written about a relationship that was so fresh um and so I prayed on it, I meditated on it. And then one day I was like, okay, yeah, I have to do it. So I told Gavin, I need, I write in Wisconsin. And for some reason I write really good in Wisconsin. So I'm like, I'm going to take a week. I'm going to go to Wisconsin. I'm going to write one chapter. I'll be back. And I did. And then I write that chapter and I'm like, shoot, I'm not done. So I have to call him and I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> He's like, you said one chapter turned out like, I wrote, I don't know, maybe a hundred pages about us and, but I was not ready to write it until I woke up and I was like, okay, now I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it just comes, sorry, my chihuahua is going to disrupt what we're doing right now. I think he wants. Uh, That's okay. But yeah, so I think in the whole process, right, that, thank you, Ben, excuse me, just one moment, please. Hold on. Okay, so, and and that part talking about scars and not wounds and the whole transformation piece of it. So yes, you can write a book that's gonna help promote your business, but I feel like it's also, it's the whole healing journey that you'll be called to do. Do you feel like you were called to write the book? Yeah, I think it, yes. Looking at everything I've done as an entrepreneur, uh, this is, my publishing house is my third business. My first business was a nonprofit and I created an organization. It was a girl on girl bullying organization. And I caught the bubble of girl on girl bullying right when Michelle Obama launched stopbullying.gov. And so my little one person shop catapulted into national spotlight, a lot of it. And I burned out. I went back to my roots of storytelling to heal. I started writing about burnout as Ariana Huffington started Thrive Global and I caught another bubble. And then women around the world were like, help me write books, help me get on stage, help me do this, that, and the other. Um, While I was pitching this book I wrote eight years ago, I started pitching literary agents. And they're like, it reminds me of Daring Greatly. It reminds me of Carry On, both like New York Times bestsellers. But because you don't have big platform numbers, we can't you know, we can't take you on. So I spent five years growing a platform and my work was just as good as Brene Brown's and Glennon Doyle's. Um, Not being selected for a traditional deal uh, 
created this pivot for me to launch this publishing house. And then COVID hit and the world burned out. And then I got this like internal knowingness that now it's time for my book. Had I launched it eight years ago, it would not have had the impact it's having now. And even five years ago, it still wouldn't have, it's on, it still wouldn't have worked. I mean, it's on this beautiful wild burn right now. Um, and my book is about my burnout journey. It is about accepting myself as enough. And these are two core themes women will always come up against and two core themes that, um, are so hot right now. And absolutely. It's like everything that led me to this point has been a soul calling and a soul quest. And I'm so excited for what's happening next. <laughs> That's like the fun part, the unknown of what could happen next. And when you yeah. have a calling and then you wait, kind of being in the flow of what's to be next, because I don't need to know how, I just know that it's going to be great. Yes. And that's it. Yes. This or something yeah. better. Yes. Which is like yes. one of my favorite, this or something better. This or something better. Um, so let's talk about too. So I, I feel like this was such like a, a life event for you too in creating this. And so um, you can help other people who can, who are ready to write a book, but maybe they don't feel like they're a writer. What are some of the main reasons why people come to you? What do they want to get out of writing a book outside? I mean, a transformation and healing process, but what are the other reasons why people come to you to write, why they want to write a book? They, um, they're actually ready to share a message and they want to do it to the masses. They're a lot, of, a lot of times they work in intimate spaces and they recognize it could make a bigger impact if it were offered on massive stages. Um, I have a lot of clients who have created workshops or courses that they see that they can see as, uh, an ongoing. So the book would be the funnel into the course. And, um, the number one reason is because they feel like it would give them credibility. It would give them authority. A lot of times they're looking for the opportunity to get up and speak and lead those pieces. And, um, more often than not, when you're filling out applications for anything from podcasting to speaking gigs, it's like, do you have a book? Where can we find it? It yeah, opens so up a lot more doors. Yeah. It opens up a lot more doors, helps you get more speaking gigs. Um, so mm -hmm. to speak podcast slots, um, it, it's an authority. So in essence, isn't that what it would do? It would set that person up for it to be an expert or authority in totally. that particular category. Yep. I've even been to an event where they give you name tags and it says, I'm an expert in. Oh, that's great. I love that. And then, yeah. And then you have to fill that out. So choosing what you want to, what, where you want to own that space and that authority, I think is important with a book. Yeah. Um, what would you tell people who are thinking about writing a book right now? Like what would be the first step for them? Writing a book is a, it takes commitment. And um, if you have a really hot topic, if you have something that's timely, waiting on it is a thing you will regret. So for example, um, anyone that's coming forward, I, have a, I mean, I have so many people that come forward right now who have burnout stories, who want to share their stories of like how they reset their nervous system, how they went from, 
you know, aren't going back to corporate, they have those stories. And if we start now, you're looking at releasing a book in the late 2023, possibly early 2024. Hopefully that topic is still relevant there. Um, but you, you really, this isn't something you keep on the back burner. If you feel it's time and you can't get rid of that thought, just, you have to step in. It is, a it does take dedication though, because it is a, like I said, it's a relationship you have to build on it. It's not like it's going to take two weeks and you're done. You're talking about a, a, a monthly project until you have it right. Yeah. So it takes some time and dedication, commitment to it, mm-hmm. making a commitment to yourself. I think. It's yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. And if you do have, if you do have a great message, you have a beautiful story. If you've heard like more than three times, you should write a book. You should write a book period. <laughs> I have a lot of people who are like that. They're like, Oh, all my life. People are like, you should write a book. And then my question is like, why haven't you? And it comes down to time, commitment, money, and I'm like, you know what? You can go to GoFundMe. You can go to Kickstarter. You can find the funds to hire the person to help you do this. Like, okay, what else? <laughs> There's always ways around it. If you're told you should write a book, then you should write a book. Well, I think some people think their story isn't that significant. All the time. It's one of the, I actually ran this course called like Ditch the Writer's Out because I, which why I love doing this work, this like personal development component in helping somebody create a, write a book, no matter how skilled you are, no matter how, how much of a relationship you have with yourself, when you start this piece, all of these inner, I don't want to say demons, but like the stuff that you've already healed will come tapping again. And the what ifs will show up. Like, what if nobody reads it? What if nobody likes it? What if, um, what if somebody says, who are you to write this book? All of that crap will show up again without fail because you've just stepped out of the space of constantly thinking about it into taking action on it. And so we are in a totally different playing field. Um, I'm really good at that, actually, at being able to hold space for people moving through that because I started as a professional writer when I was 19 and I didn't develop the what ifs because I was writing for the masses at 19. I didn't develop that until I was probably in my 30s and I started being um, on stage for this nonprofit I created, speaking to like the masses. And then it was like, well, what if no one likes my story? What if no one likes, um, yeah, it's fear and Mm -hmm. you handle it just like you do all other fear, fear, you know, you feel it, you love on it, you pull it closer, you share some intimacy with it and you cry a lot about it until eventually you're able to tell it to F off and you move forward. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, lots of compassion. I think Dr. Um, Kristen Neff calls it backdraft. There's a backdraft. Totally. Thought like, oh, I've already worked on this. That I know. And then you level up and then your inner critic's like, hey, I don't it's want you to have any emotional pain. So I'm just going to remind you of this old wound that really doesn't have a scar over it. And so we're now you're going to have to work through this. Um, an opportunity, I should say, work to work through it. 
um, yeah, and spend some time with it. And it's just mm -hmm. old stories that no longer serve you. So we're going to release it. We're going to update ourselves, just like our phones update themselves. We're going to update yeah. our iOSs or whatever it's called. Totally. Beautiful. So this has been so great, Carrie. Carrie, where, how can people find you? Um, so I run two websites, unapologeticallyenough.com is my book site. And there's a contact form there. If you want to fill it out, let me know what you're up to, what book you're thinking about writing and, um, you know, how I can help you and support you. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. That is so great. Yes. Reach out to Carrie. If you're thinking about writing a book, um, it can be probably, I mean, it's, it's one of the most transformational things you can do in your life, not just for you, but, and also for your business too. Yeah. Um, yeah. so awesome. Thank you for being on the show, Carrie. Thank you so much. Okay. And thank you everyone else. I appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.